Hi, this is Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking today about the WannaCry ransomware outbreak. I'm speaking with Adam Myers, Vice President of Intelligence at CrowdStrike. Adam, what do we know about this WannaCry ransomware outbreak that seems to be hitting the world by storm today? It's been a busy day for sure. The uh, WannaCry ransomware has been uh, impacting uh, victims all over the world and made quite a few headlines by targeting uh, telephone companies, uh, utilities, and also healthcare. So you've partially answered my question, which is who is most impacted by this outbreak from what we know so far? The, the reporting we're seeing is it seems to be mostly dominated by healthcare, but uh, it seems to be a pretty widespread campaign. So there's likely lots of different victims. We've seen indications that some of those victims are paying the ransom, and uh, we've seen a couple of thousand dollars um, as of a few hours ago transferred to the to some of the threat actors. Is it too early to tell whether paying the ransom is being successful? In terms of success in, in being able to decode your files, I haven't seen any indication that they're not providing the uh, decryption keys. In fact, they've built a, a pretty complex decryption uh, capability that requires Tor to uh, to work. So I, I think that the indications are probably that they likely are are providing the unlock keys. Adam, what we don't what do we know about how WannaCry is being spread? So it was initially distributed via a pretty generic spam campaign. We saw a lot of different spam subjects that were in the um, the actual. Um, initial campaign, uh, some of those subjects um, uh, appear to have been things related to either a security update or fake invoices, job offers, even undelivered email. And as of uh, the, the earlier attack this morning, and I'll, I'll clarify this in a second, it was also using a spreading mechanism that it, uh, it had leveraged from an exploit that was publicly released a little while ago uh, back in um, by the shadow brokers earlier in this year and it was able to spread by itself uh, across the network of um of victims so all it would take is one victim opening the attachment or opening this email and becoming infected and then it could spread to other machines if they were unpatched through this vulnerability as of um a, a few hours ago a security researcher who had clearly looked at the the ransomware uh, registered a domain, and by registering that domain, it actually disabled that that spreading mechanism. From what we know right now, is the estimate that this has hit some seventy plus nations accurate? I would not be surprised. I can confirm we've seen it in um, in places uh, including the United Kingdom, Spain, Pakistan, Russia. There's potentially a lot more, but those are the ones that, as of now, I, I can certainly say we've seen. So we've got security leaders literally all around the world talking about this right now. What's your advice to organizations for them to do if they believe they have been exposed, infected, um, just to help mitigate some of the risk here? Well, if they've been exposed, they probably are going to be well aware of it. The file names, um, and so this ransomware uh, has been dubbed uh, WannaCry or Wanna. And so if they were impacted, it will be pretty clear because they'll have ransom notes popping up um, and file will have um, uh, this uh, 
file uh, name appended to it that is WN Cry. So uh, uh, I, I guess Wanna Cry would would be what that came from. And so they would know pretty pretty well because they'd be uh, they'd be looking at a screen demanding a ransom. In order to mitigate the impact, uh, a couple of of things. I, I think that um, the visibility that this brought will certainly cause uh, additional. Um, uh, attention to this particular exploit, which is is publicly available, as I earlier said. So it, it's likely we'll see some copycat type activity or attempts to copycat this. So organizations should definitely be looking to implement all patches. In this case, it was related to Microsoft Windows. Um, Microsoft issued a patch back in March for this vulnerability, but lots of organizations may not have patched or or were in process of patching. So it's absolutely critical that all operating systems are brought up to up to date and have the, the latest security patches. That said, um, you know we've seen our customers. Um, we were able to actually uh, block uh, this this as it was occurring because we had uh, been relying on on a number of different technologies that we've we've built and deployed, uh, including machine learning, which was able to identify that these things were malicious uh, before anybody had actually taken a look at the file. So. Using technology and, and software that, that has that capability and can proactively uh, identify uh, the behaviors and, and stop those things from executing is another uh, uh, strong recommendation I would have. And uh, really good practice is to ensure that you have solid backups. Um, ransomware, it works by um, encrypting files and then and holding those files for ransom, as the name would suggest. So ensuring that you have backups that are not connected to your network uh, typically incremental backups, um, uh, if not uh, hourly, certainly daily or, or even weekly would be helpful. Uh, and having those backups available so that you can recover and not have to pay the ransom. Because um, as more and more uh, coverage is brought to these ransomware attacks, as, as people are paying and, and the criminal actors are seeing that there's money to be made, these attacks aren't going anywhere. In fact, over the last year, we've seen a rapid uh, increase in both the different types of ransomware and the number of instances of it. Adam, I hate to play the I told you so card, but given recent warnings, shouldn't we have known better and prepared for this? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, that's one of those things that's easier said than done, though, right? Uh, lots of organizations have limited resources, limited personnel and capabilities. So I think that, um, you know, ransomware really takes advantage of organizations that don't necessarily have the strongest IT security posture, but as we could see with healthcare and, and others, that it's, it's some of the most critical things. So it's, um, you know, a continuous uh, battle to get that message out and to help these organizations better defend themselves. Adam, it strikes me that this is far beyond Hollywood Presbyterian Medical Center now. The attackers today have got the world's attention. How do they top this? How do the attackers top this? I think that um, it's not really about topping it. They're not looking for visibility. They're looking for money. And so it's really about how much ransomware can they get out and how fast can they do it uh, in order to uh, secure the most revenue from, from this, uh, this campaign. Does the high profile of this give anybody bragging rights? I think it, it could potentially give them bragging rights. Um, what I'd probably be looking for from a criminal actor would be they're, they're probably going to look at this as a way to then use this visibility to try to sell 
that ransomware potentially to other criminal actors on underground markets. As soon as they see that the popularity and the fear that this ransomware package brings, they're going to seek to either get a, a copy of it themselves or to imitate it or mimic it in order to capitalize on, on the public fear around it. So not only have we seen a major global ransomware campaign, we've seen a major sales effort. Exactly. Adam, I appreciate your time and insight today. Thanks so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. We've been talking about the WannaCry ransomware outbreak. And I've been speaking with Adam Myers. He's Vice President of Intelligence at CrowdStrike. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.